This French special edition version of the Roaring Peacock podcast contains some naughty words and average opinions. You'll have to pardon our French, and it's probably best if you don't listen at all. Le Roaring Peacock Podcast. <laughs> Je m'appelle Adonis. Uh, you know me from the Adelites on Twitter. Uh, with me today is Alex yeah, at not, Riot Badger. I'm not going to attempt French. Hello, everybody. <laughs> You're not going to do the whole thing in French? Oh, okay. Uh, um, I thought that's what we discussed. Uh, El- Elsa Pell. No, that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> and making his Roaring Peacock podcast debut is harvey from the no splinters sports pod at no splinters on twitter Uh, bonjour so the news this week the week began with bayern who at this point have no shame trying to sell us a dodgy french pastry croissants buttery foot didn't trip up rob price though who sent the lad packing to france where he belongs leeds brought out a maroon kit for the first time in the club's history we learned through Filet that our club crest was inspired by a wine label, and we can only imagine the maroon kit was inspired by a lad spilling a bottle of red on his home kit. Leeds took on Man City. It was dubbed the Premier League's most intense tactical battle and master versus apprentice. But for all the old money Pep is swimming in, the Whites battered City for the second 45 minutes, and Pep barely crawled out of Ellen Road alive and over the hills with his dignity in shreds. Big Kev moved to France, indicating that his contract with the Fizzy Drink FC is terminated. We're still not sure where that leaves us, but they seem to be wired on caffeine and ready for court. Jordan Stevens struck on debut for Swindon. Alfie McCalmont was thrust straight in at Oldham, and Ryan Eberson played European football with Aberdeen, while Bryce Hosanna, Bryce Hosanna, Bryce Hosanna moved to Bradford on loan. <laughs> and Leeds pissed off what felt like the whole of France as hashtag fuck Leeds started trending on Twitter. We signed a Brazilian winger, Rafina from Rennes, a subject we'll be diving into in our More Salt Please segment this week dubbed Plus de Sel, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> and in non-Leeds-related news, Donald Trump got coronavirus. There's oh, no, I shouldn't really listen. Nothing right. funny to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's feeling 20 years younger, so I might. Uh, I didn't know that was the billing of a, of a global pandemic. And once you get it, you uh, you come down in age a few years. So, uh, yeah, so well, he's <laughs> usually feeling a he's usually feeling a woman 20 years younger. Well. So that's a difference. <laughs> yeah, if you feel 20 years younger from Corona, sneeze on me. Sneeze on me quickly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm getting through this now. The Premier League softened the handball rule, telling referees to use their common sense, to which we thought, they have that? A Loch Ness tour guide, clearly with nothing to gain, has spotted a Thomas Brolin-sized creature with his sonar in the famous lake. Scum were beaten 6-1 at home. Gunnosaurus was sacked to cut costs at Arsenal to throw a £45 million party. While unlikely hero of the piece, Ozil steps up to save him. We're still not sure that will get him a place in the team, though. (laughs) The Premier League wrote an open letter to fans detailing their commitment to getting crowds back safely as the government changed laws to let people back into the Royal Albert Hall, the wankers. If a bunch of rich cunts in tuxedos went to the football, we'd be back already and you know it. And finally... Rishi Sunak suggests musicians and others in the arts should retrain and find other jobs, prompting a surge in applications for Eton, as people set to look to become out-of-touch Tory politicians, while the Rolling Stones have applied for work at their local chippy. <laughs> that was your week, lads. How don't, was it? Don't add anything back, though. I can't get any satisfaction. Oh, here he oh. is. Here he is. Bunch. Yeah, so always. Yeah, there's a lot of things in there that annoy me. So let's start with that. Rishi Sunak, <laughs> you prick as a musician, <laughs> and you telling me to retrain. Uh, the, it's just the Tories are just. This is the thing about arts and a conservative government. 
I think they don't represent, they don't appreciate the arts or anything no. like that. So it's like, oh, return and go and work at Nando's. Fuck off. I'll sell all my guitars and just go and make chicken for a living. Yeah, I, I, I would say that uh, I would have been surprised given the uh, the policies at the minute. But, you know, I, I had to just double check what Mr. Sunak actually said today. Um, because that is just, I mean, on, on a serious note, <laughs> you know, the art, well, the entertainment industry as a whole makes up a massive amount of the, the UK economy. So, yeah. you know, I just, I would say be careful what they wish for, really. Yeah. Yeah. If this is your first listen to the Roaring Peacock, we, we are a Leeds, we are a Leeds United <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we will eventually move on to to talking about Leeds. Yeah, well, we all we all love a bit of uh, government bashing. So yeah. yeah, get get it off your chest while you can. No, I mean the the thing is that they're, they're itching, they're fucking burning to put a bit more money into their own pockets, aren't they? And to give a few more government uh, funds to to their mates um and and a few more government contracts to these fucking weird companies who nobody knows who owns them and they don't they don't have any assets and they don't do anything michael govan got shares in little mix i've been reading the wrong papers surely i uh, i did i did see on the on, on the government contract fronts that uh, apparently circo have applied for the man united job uh, they can't do much worse than, uh, <laughs> no, than mr mr ogs at the minute oh jesus <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a bit of an Excel geek, and just uh, we were talking about it in the in the group chat, and somebody mentioned fifteen thousand rows. Said oh, I use an XLS. I didn't realize what they were talking about. I said you're using an outdated format. I said you need to use uh, like a binary. You need XLSX, which will give you no row limit. And then they said, "Have you just cracked what's gone wrong with the whole coronavirus thing? Like what coronavirus thing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it turns out um, me, an idiot, can figure that out. I have absolutely no idea what <laughs> what the hell you're talking about there, Alex. Fucking hell. So basically, the cliff notes is um, they were story, They were using Excel as a database, and the version of Excel that they were using was 2007. You're telling um, me that the government are using outdated software, Alex? Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which limits the amount of rows that can be stored in it. So it got to the row limit. They didn't realize it was updating new records. So it looked like coronavirus was on the wane, but it was because positive results weren't being recorded. And then they fixed it and it just went, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, that graph's gone red. But yeah, and that's the thing uh, that's happened. And, and that's why there'll be no fans at Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's why we're not going to Ellen Road. Moving back to football. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, now, thinking what I want to talk about first is uh, Victor Order. And and basically, he's probably not listening, and probably uh, nobody who knows him is listening. But if there is a chance, I just want to say, shag me, Victor, shag me, shag me. It's a good window. It's been a really good window. This brilliant. I think get a centre centre mid in the you know from the EFL, and I think that's ten out of ten. You can't fall yeah. into that. Any one of them three uh, championship midfielders we linked with, uh, I'd settle for that. I did notice that Fulham have uh, have been had their pants down with uh, Mister Loftus Cheek on 150 grand a week. Jeez. Even even Harry Redknapp on Sky yesterday was uh, eyes were watering at that, which uh, which tells you all you need to know really on on, on the the wage demands of these sort of fringe uh, sort of ballers. I would say I don't know yeah. is he classed as a baller or you know. So which uh, three EFL players are you talking about? You talk about Cantwell, so Ken Rama, and and Buendia. Any oh, yeah. one of the any one of them three would uh, would settle in nicely and, and round off the window. Um, I'm I'm just I'm questioning Norwich's need for cash now because they've just they've just sold Godfrey for thirty million, haven't they? Yeah, but I, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche, but every player has a price, and you know, do do. Well, I I don't know if you saw what Mr. Farker without swearing, I guess is it Fucker Farker? He, okay, it's yeah, definitely Fucker. He, he, yeah. <laughs> um, he he definitely said that um, you know he'd rather play the kit man that, than them two at the minute, which tells you all you need to know really with wow. where that's gone. Uh, which I thought was pretty bold to say, considering the window had about four days left at the time of him saying it. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a breakdown there. So he was talking about sorry who Cantwell Cam- and uh, Buendia. Yeah, so the basically they, they've not been playing and and he, they asked him why and he said they've just not been training. They, their heads are elsewhere and he said he'd rather play the kit man. 
Oh, uh, shit. So. Yeah. All right. But how much is the kit, man? Then? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he must be half decent. Is he any good? Well, if, he's, <laughs> if, he's, if he's got less than... Uh, Less than six fingers, and he's got a chance to play for Manny. Oh, oh. can he play centre mid? <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah actually, actually, with these this handball rule, I think we should stay away from the sixth yeah. finger. Be a decent keeper, though. God. Uh. Yeah, we've got one of those. Actually, we do need a decent backup keeper, don't we? Yeah, uh, Capriel played Elliot well Capriel, last night. Though. You know, he played well last night. Did he? Yeah, he looked solid. To say it's men's football as well, I think you've got to. You know, it's hard to judge what twenty threes, but Melier sort of looked looked better than twenty threes. And Capriel, yeah. it, it, first time I've seen him play men's football. I mean, I'm not an avid watcher of the Italian second division, so uh, I've not seen him play live. But yeah, that was. I a- thought I thought you brought on an expert, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, lads. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Yeah, no, uh, no, he looks solid. Um, <laughs> no, this in this probably of how long I've been recording probably thirty five seconds. It's probably the most football knowledge that's been imparted by the Roaring Peacocks <laughs> since we started. So I think we're doing all right. Well, the thing is, we started talking, started this topic off about Victor Orta, and that's the thing. Yeah, mm. it's like how many of us actually watched the French second division or yeah. or the Macedonian fifth league or whatever. I'm sure Victor knows knows a, a hell of a lot more than most people and and he and he took pelters for the first year especially bringing in uh the likes of jay the likes of jay roy grot who's selling playstations now on uh instagram that's how he's he's fallen <laughs> yeah, what's that all about well his girlfriend had a good dissertation about him i saw <laughs> so if you haven't seen that jay roy grot were sent out a tweet about uh PlayStation 4, was it? Was he, was he retweeting yeah. a competition to yeah, win one? trying to win one. <laughs> he was trying to win one. Good God. Uh, I don't think a controller would fit in his hands. Can we get a GoFundMe to get J-Roy a, a fucking PS5? No, you, Come can, on. you can never GoFundMe to get me an Xbox One X. Oh, I'm, not, X. I'm not getting involved in this X. debate. <laughs> there you are with a bunch of X's. You started off talking about XLXXSSX. Yeah. And now you're talking about Xbox One X. One. I'm sure this means something to the kids, Alex. <laughs> but it means nothing to me, mate. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maroon kit. No. What do we think about that? Next. Well, no. To your point, it's for the kids, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I don't know. Maroon, just you know obviously there'll be someone out there that's probably upset about it but to be honest do we really care that much we've just signed a brazilian winger on transfer deadline day uh we've signed rodrigo we've signed Koch, we've signed lorente a red kit couldn't care less mate <laughs> if that's the if that's the price yeah. to pay for yeah. this window i think i'm okay with it it's it, for me it's it's just a kit it's i don't love it so i won't buy it and that's basically where it starts and ends Right, Barney's posted a picture of his on the group chat and it looks a lot better in them photos than it does in the ones that the club have put out. But I don't, I still don't think, it looks like Minecraft meat. It looks like somebody has just basically got cut, cut a cheap open in Minecraft and that's what's inside it. Don't do it for me. But Digital camouflage, in it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. It would, it would think, look better in pink, don't you uh, think? I don't know. Uh, I, I liked I th- the pink kit last year. I think a yellow version of that with digital camo, I think it'd have sold a lot mm. better. But apparently yellow doesn't sell. Um but I think if you know, if Rodrigo scores hat trick again in it against my new well, no he'll never wear that against my new. But you know, at least it, you know, if we bang loads of goals yeah. and we and we qualify for the Champions League in a maroon kit, that will be popular for years and years to come and I'll eat my words. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just I, I kind of don't care. I mean, they just slapped it on. And when I look, when I went on the club shop the other day, because um, actually it was yesterday, because I want to buy one of these training, a bit of this training gear. The, mm. the quarter, the quarter yeah, zip one. one looks really nice to mm. me. Um, and they've run out of sizes already. And um, and I looked on the away kit, and they still haven't run out of sizes. And that away kit is really that. That's the best kit. I've seen for years. Yeah, it's, it's for beautiful. For years and years. It's so beautiful. Mm. And it's not sold out yet. So what do I know? Yeah. I realize that I know absolute jack shit. I know, I know fucking nothing. And if they sell out that, that maroon red wine digital camo uh, print, then good on them. Yeah. They're getting money for the club and whatever, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no accounting for taste. We've only played in the away kit once, so and that was Sheffield United on it. So everything else has been the home kit. So that's going to be the popular one. Yeah. Um, but I think the more that we we see played in it and the games that are played in it, I think we'll see more of them around town. Well, I, but, I, t- I tell you, when I watched the. Uh, the- the 23s or 21s, whatever you want to call them, last night. Uh, I did have to double look at I thought I had the wrong stream for a minute. They were playing in the red and gold, and I, I did have to double up for a minute. And, oh, mm. shit, yeah, we are playing in that kit these days. Um, yeah. But it actually, it's not as red as you think. Like when you're right. actually watching it, it, just more, it just looks like a mess, basically. That's what I describe <laughs> it. There's no real colour color scheme on it. You couldn't pick out a single colour on there. There you um, go. That's that's the answer. It looks a mess. Next yeah. subject. <laughs> so now we've come to plus de sel, s'il vous plaît, which is French for more salt, please. And we have been in danger of becoming everyone's second club for for a minute there. Um, I didn't. I laughed at the idea at first, and then after the first couple of games, especially after the Liverpool game, and then after the City game as well, all of a sudden you've got all these um, football Twitter fans going, "Oh, Bielsa plays this type of tactic," and you know, whereas four weeks ago they were they were like, "Oh, Leeds are getting relegated straight away. You're going straight back down, dickhead." Join a Villa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was nice to 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 sort of rile up the whole of France. What well, it wasn't the whole of France, but it's, that's what it seemed like. Um, what did you make of the salty fish and chip saga? <laughs> They've got such a beautiful way with words. Your fish and chip country—that is the best thing. Mm. Oh, it's it brilliant! So good. And then for Wilson to kind of latch onto that and then put that as part of the signing photo—that's just yeah, brilliant. So you're referring to a tweet by Retail at 23 Retail. Um, and it was picked up by Gary Davenport and, and the Square Ball and all of those. And um, and it just says, Il peut jouer hashtag LDC et avoir... I'm not going to read it out in French. <laughs> I'm going to say, what's the French for hashtag? Hashtag... <laughs> He can play the hashtag LDC and have visibility at European level, but instead of staying at Rennes, which has a great sporting challenge, he prefers to go and play in a second-rate club in England without a European Cup. Go fuck your mothers with your fish and chips country. (laughs) (laughs) We're just doing as much for Anglo-French relations as the Norman Conquest did, I guess. It's brilliant. it's funny because I've just I've just Googled Ren uh, just to, to get a bit more background info on our new uh, friends over the channel. Uh, and uh, it says since the 1950s, Ren has grown in importance through rural flight. So, uh, and it's also, it's, it says here it's the 10th largest uh, in France uh, with 720,000 people. And it's uh, known as the technology hotbed of rural France. So uh, okay. take that as you may. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads of history there. We yeah. 95. Oh, so, brilliant. Yeah, I was going to say, they might they might tap us up for some spreadsheets. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, you use the XLS. <laughs> uh, Hashtag fuck leads, Trey, Trey Fort. Um, Trey and Fort. this is uh, very, very strong. Yeah. So hashtag fuck leads, very, very strong. It is the worst club in the Premier League. We hope for an administrative relegation to Division 4 next season. In addition to your coach, he is known just PCK. Don't know what that means. He is sitting on a cooler. It stinks of shit. (laughs) Rafinha, stay here. You'll never play there. It's a trap. It's a trap. I mean, it's a a trap. I've been uh, uh, Leeds have been described a lot of things, but I've heard Leeds been described as a trap before. I mean, what's, I think what's the only about? thing that could be accurate there is the administrative relegation. That's <laughs> yeah. been done before. Yeah, got <laughs> behind the times there. These tweets are from Wren's fans who are particularly salty. If you're listening to our podcast for the first time, bonjour. Uh, yes, we have a uh, section called "More Salt, Please," and this is from salty fans. And I'm now reading out these. 
salty tweets from Rens fans. And here's another one. Fuck your ass, you roast Beth motherfuckers. I say it and say it again. Leeds is the worst club in England. An emasculated club. Hashtag fuck Leeds. An emasculated club. That's an interesting term of phrase. That's surely got to be a Google Translate job there with emasculated club. Yeah, it's got to be. be some sort of insult in French. <laughs> Rust Beth. Uh, I'm just definitely going to go to Toby Carver and say, I'll have the Rust Beth. Rust Beth. Yeah, that's, that's Rust Beth motherfuckers. That's what they think we all eat in France, you know, don't they? Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a common insult for the English, which is. Uh, I mean, I mean, all roast Beth motherfuckers, aren't we? Yeah, it's it's nice to be relevant again, isn't it? We're dining at the top table of uh, domestic French football with uh, upsetting our, our brothers over the channel. So the the most satisfying thing about it all is that we're buying players that the mm. opposition club fan doesn't want us to buy. Yeah. So otherwise, it'd be like, all oh, right, you want that guy? Yeah, cool. I'll drive him there mm. myself, and that's probably what we've been dining out on for years and years and now people are actually really pissed off that we're buying Rafinha and yeah. that is beautiful Rafi- to me Rafinha who goes to the worst corner of Europe <laughs> in a city called Leeds exclamation mark all this to play with amateurs and in front of alcoholics exclamation mark what a shame club <laughs> play with amateurs in front of alcohol oh crikey I, uh, no but I to, to your point, Alex, I mean, Rafina, uh, on, you know, I, I watched him on Sunday night and then I sort of was like, wow, I mean, this guy, you know, Renz to, to, to get up there on their sort of size of budget last season is pretty impressive. So, yeah. um, you know, it is nice to be attracting top talent around Europe um, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Loving it. You can go and shave your penis. Yeah, I like that to one. To leave at the end of only one season. <laughs> You took us a lot of idiots. <laughs> that guy basically opened Twitter on his phone and went, right, I need to insult Leeds fans and Rafina here. Go and shave your penis. That works. <laughs> what yeah. kind of mindset are these guys? I mean, he's, that he's, just he's sounds like there. a bad idea in general. He's had us there, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. No, what can you reply to that? I mean, there's so many, so many penises you can shave in a day, really, isn't there? And our new sponsor, Manscaped, with the lawnmower yeah. tonight. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what. No, we're not. We're no. non-sponsored. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored. Use a we, knife. We, we are we are open for a potential sport sponsorship. Um, <laughs> uh, so here's another one. You should tell your sisters to wash their schneck. We smell the smell from Brittany. You dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See, I looked and I looked for schneck and what schneck means, and the only thing I can find is nose. And I'm assuming it's it's um, referring to a. a a lady garden of sorts, but I can't find any sort of evidence towards it. Wash your schneck. We can smell it from Brittany. Wash your snack out, son, and go get your father's gun. That was my assumption as well, but I I Googled schneck and, and it's and it's it says it's the nose that you shove up someone's asshole, basically. <laughs> like when you're brown nosing someone. Okay. Fair enough. Different, different. <laughs> learn something new every day. Yeah, can, we, can we buy more French players because we just get the salt? Like, well, we almost delivered. We almost bought a French player. Yeah, we got the Mickey Croissant, didn't we? So. Monsieur, Monsieur Croissant, and uh, yeah, and and have you noticed actually on that deal uh, that the you know it's now ten million euro. Yeah, and it's loan, isn't it? It's loan. Yeah, to so oh. Bayern were trying a fast one in my eyes. Mm. It's not the so. first time uh, a German club has been questionable yeah, it's not the first time Bayern have been questionable either. they always <laughs> yeah. end up in fucking cup <laughs> uh, no but yeah that's that that's an interesting one that because I want to see the Marseille team sheet on uh, on Saturday when they play and see if he's actually in the squad and then we'll find out who's telling the truth yeah he's on the side in his so wheelchair. just to finish off that that segment so um it was uh it kind of all started with that tweet from Rital. Yeah. And and that tweet ended with "Go fuck your mothers with your fish and chips country," <laughs> and uh, and then uh, and 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 then the official LEFC Twitter account shared a contract and a pen uh, with a plate of fish and chips next to the contract, 
um, and don't go to bed just yet. Yeah, which is playing on our um, PTSD from being a Leeds fan because that was the worst window I've ever witnessed. No. I remember refreshing my phone, laying on the sofa, like, oh, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Don't go to bed you know, And then Jason Pierce is like, oh, <laughs> this looks decent. Didn't he claim it was he was watching a film or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some series or something. Yeah, really he claimed he's watching a film. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's good that we actually have that tweet come out and we actually sign a player and don't sell two. Um, yeah, two other clubs. So that's good. There was a there was a nervous half an hour really when Angus came on Sky and sort of said, "Yeah, yeah. we're positive," and then there was just no news, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And, and he then, looked shell shocked, didn't he? he? Looked like he'd been in a war. He looked um, rattled. <laughs> although it was good that he said about Victor going back to Victor because yeah, there's, there's interest in Victor, and then um, Sky said, um, "So are you confident that you could keep him?" He's like, oh, "Yeah, you know, he's doing well, so you know we're confident we keep him." And if they saw his his uh, behaviour in the director's box they won't yeah. want him either <laughs> I mean what a man what a character yeah I like him uh, I mean he's 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 had some sticks so, but he's good yeah and and, and someone uh, tweeted out uh, one of these Wrens fans tweeted out um, <laughs> Wilson's profile and said oh this is the social manager of Leeds and one of the replies was, Quel salope, il n'y a troll en plus il announce. Which means... Which translates to, what a bitch, he <laughs> trolled us on the announcement. <laughs> yes, get used to it. That's exactly what we do now. That's our um, uh, modus operandi. So long story short, um, everybody started loving us and, and then we riled up the whole of... Uh, France. <laughs> Good. That's cool. Let's leave that. So now it's the international break. And what do you guys do during the international break? What does anyone do? Well, sit in yes. a darkened room, that's as, it, as I'm doing now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're getting prepped. Um, yeah. Well, FIFA 21's out. So I'll be playing on that and slagging off how the players look. And there's no Ellen there's Road. There's no Ellen Road. Oh. Yeah. No, and they've kept us at three stars, which means if you go on seasons, you get matched with Rangers or Celtic or Rangers or Celtic or Rangers or Celtic or Stan Wren, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. I'll uh, yeah. polish up my French and get my mic out. Uh, <laughs> um, no. I mean, I haven't played FIFA since I was a very small version of myself. Um, Did you say virgin I or even, version? Uh, about? Probably both, was it? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, in fact, I'm still a virgin, as you can tell. Um, I'm pretty sure I communicated that without saying it. Says me, I was um, 37 still playing FIFA, so, you know. <laughs> but I thought about it. I did think about playing FIFA um, this time because I presumed that there'd be Ellen Road there yeah. in... So uh, I, I wanted the not. first FIFA of us back in the Premier League and I thought, yeah, it'd be fantastic. We'd get Ellen Road and yeah, I can see Bielsa sat on his bucket. No, there's none of that. Uh, Calvin Phillips still doesn't look like Calvin Phillips. So I, I think the first update will see something, but yeah, it's going really good. This is what I was so they're just cashing to. in, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it comes as no surprise, really, because FIFA sort of tend to pander to maybe 10 superstars and make them look amazing and the rest of the, are all generic, but I mean to make up for the lack of Ellen Road, the uh, mighty Harrogate Town are on FIFA for the first time. So yeah, that's good. I'll be taking them from League Two to uh, European glory while I wait for the Ellen Road update. Yeah, uh, no doubt. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's good for for Leeds as in terms of younger fans. Um, you know, if we have some good players on FIFA, like I know it sounds really daft, but these things do matter now. You know, young fans want to support the best teams they want to play with the best players and all of a sudden Leeds are back on the big stage and you know we've been away for 16 years it's you know there's it gives us a good chance now to sort of capture on that momentum and and any little edge like that gives us is great in my opinion yeah, it's good PR it is good yeah PR. brilliant um but yeah that, that's so, what I'll mainly be doing or I've got some tracks to record or anything that isn't football and I'm sure somebody will ask me to watch the international game and I won't um, Only if Phillips plays. Even if Phillips. I, I'll probably tune in for the highlights after Phillips has played because <laughs> England football has bored me for years and years and years and I cannot watch it. Mm. I, have to watch, I have to check out for the formation first because if they're playing 
three defensive midfielders yeah, and, point. and seven defenders, um, then I don't think it's going to be an enjoyable watch. No. Nah. No, it's not fine. <laughs> Um, fun, fun fact, I did actually play cricket with Gareth Southgate and his son a few years ago. Um, he's a really sound guy, but uh, unfortunately I've lost touch with him, so I can't really influence his team selection these days. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, could, you could be far, like, you're like, all right, Gaz, um, yeah, so yeah. Calvin Phillips, send him in. <laughs> well, I, I, I just don't understand why you, you pick pick players and play them out of position. Like, I know, obviously, in international football it's a bit different, given that, you know, obviously you can't cater for everyone, but Phillips literally is a ready-made CDM. Like I don't pick him and play him there. Like, yeah. Well, the amount of goals that have been flying in, you can kind of see where he might be coming from in setting up defensively. <laughs> yeah, but he's picked Maguire and Gomez, so <laughs> he's going to be a long evening for young Pickford. Yeah, well, he's not playing well either, is he? No, not yeah, one bit. It's, it's a weird one that. I mean, and you look at, um, what's his name? The guy from Burnley. Nick Pope. Nick Pope. Yeah. He, he, was, he, was, he had a shocker the other day as well. Yeah. And I hate to say it, um, but Don't say I feel it. like Don't say Dean it. Henderson no. might be <laughs> no. the best keeper no. in England. Not having it. No. no. Okay. Uh, anyway. He's not. He's, he's, he's got to be better than no. Pickford and Pope, surely. No. No way. I mean, if he if he was any good, why has he got to sit on the bench at Man U? If he had any ambition, because they've got fucking David de Gea. They're paying him three hundred and fifty grand. They're paying him basically a fucking house in Adel every week. <laughs> he's got he's on Gunnarsaurus wages. Is that lad? <laughs> um, no, I, I mean it's funny because England typically have never really struggled in the goalkeeping department, and Pickford was a worldy keeper a couple of years ago. Um, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, his, his game sort of dipped. It's been coming, he's dipped before. And then everyone's earmarking Nick Pope. Um, and then all of a sudden now, Nick Pope's having a shocker. I mean, it's one game, to be fair. In my opinion, Nick Pope should start over Pickford. Um, but, you know, it's... It, it, how 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 do you go about that if you go if you gamble and stick with Pickford because he's never really messed up for England has he let's be honest or or do you, do you change it now he's got to make a decision sooner rather than later though I think I mean you can say that he like I don't want to get into fucking England no, on, no, this, no. The, on this podcast but you can just you can say for example that Pickford had a good World Cup but in when you look at that World Cup again we didn't really play any particularly strong teams. I would say, and he comes up against weaker players, in my opinion, when he plays for England in general, and and weaker teams because they're not used to playing together. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we're just working our way down the list. That's all, and and I I just think that fucking scummer is probably third on the list. That's mm. all. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's a, an unfortunate situation. If if you thought Gareth had trouble with Greenwood and Foden on international duty with young girls, uh, you might struggle with Dean Anderson as well. Is all I'm saying on that front, without risking libel. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yes. Some uh, Snapchat deviance, I think it was. Uh, ha- Harvey's opinion uh, does uh, not represent the views of the uh, Peacock. Allegedly, allegedly. The following Dean. podcast contains some alleged. <laughs> they were allegedly. Yeah. It's a it's a bit of a tight drop, isn't it? And we don't have um, the quality of goalkeepers for the England squad now is low, and I think that's mm. that's why you've got a player like um, Henderson on the bench at Man U because he's not the best keeper at Man U. You know, no. De Gea is, and that's why he's missing out. But we do need a quality keeper. So if Melier can just change his nationality, well, Ramsdale at Sheffield United, he's, yeah. he's got to be in with a shout. He, I mean, he's he played well against. I don't know if you saw the game against Arsenal, but he. Uh, he had another good game, you know. They lost, but he, he looks solid. Yeah, played well against Ramsdale. Him. Yeah. No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> really? No. All right, Gareth. Southgate. Okay. Um, moving on. <clears throat> now, what do we think about Big Kev and the Fizzy Drinks FC saga? 
because this is this is a bit fucked, isn't it? This is another one of those kind of Kiko situations that that's looming over us in the shadows, ready to fucking spoil our day one day. Leads leads fined and and banned from uh, domestic the administrative relegation. Isn't yeah, because of uh, JKA. Leads it, docked fifteen points. Uh, <laughs> The thing is, if he was... He in was, transfer if, fiasco. If he was any good and worth doing, we'd have kept him. We would have kept mm. him because we, it, it would have avoided all of this. And he must be absolute toilet. He nah, must be. I, uh, I've got some insider third-party knowledge oh, on Big go. Kev. Exclusive. I, I mean, oh, he's got the mic. Insider third-party. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Trump do that, doesn't it? <laughs> um. Uh, he allegedly stopped turning up to training. So right. whether that's true or not, apparently he just, when lockdown happened, he never came back to Thorpe Arch again. Now, whether he fell out with Bielsa and never turned up, but I have a pretty good authority that uh, they didn't see him after lockdown. So read into that as you want. Uh, but also on yeah on the legal side of things. So, I mean, obviously there's there's the Messi case in, in last year. So... La Liga couldn't... Messi's contract was contracted to the end of La Liga season with a stamp day. Now, Big Kev, our buyout clause passed that date. So there is a really good chance where I think what will happen, there'll be mud slung from Leipzig. They'll obviously want their 21 million, um, as they would. I mean, if Leeds want... The shoe was on the other foot, we'd be doing the same thing. But I think... Leeds have called their bluff a little bit by them going to Nantes because now if if they go down the ownership route, well, hang on a minute, you, you've sanctioned a move for a player that's now playing for another club and it's yeah, just going to get messy. Yeah, it's going to get messy for Leipzig. You know, Obviously, they've done the right thing for Big Kev because I think Leeds uh, you know, have stuck to their guns and, and been played hardball and I think it, it wouldn't have bothered them if Big Kev did play for a year. Um, but Leipzig have sort of forced their own hand and, and looked out for the player, which is fair enough, and said, look, go play football, um, which makes it a lot easier for Leeds now to say, well, hang on a minute, you, you've you got rid of our £21 million asset if you want to go down that route. So, yeah. um, so it's an interesting the, one. The terms of the contract, from what I understand, was we had to, the buyout clause was um, enacted if we were promoted before a certain date. Mm. But because we were promoted after that date, that's the legal loophole that we're using to get out, isn't it? That's yeah, how we get out of this. But yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't see Leeds getting away scot free uh, in terms of we will probably have to come to some sort of amicable agreement with Leipzig um, to say, right, well, actually, yeah, we, we did use your player, um, used him with a very loose term. I think he played about yeah. three times, didn't he? But um, yeah, for, from from what I've been reading, um, from what I've seen. Um, the fact that Leeds are very quiet on it tells you all you need to know, really. The less said, the better. Yeah. Um, and this news yesterday was probably a, a blessing in disguise for the yeah. coffers of Monsieur Rad Rizani. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's move on. I've got a master, pa- master plan to get us back into stadiums. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Okay, now... The Tories are the ones holding the keys, right? And they like things like grouse hunting and uh, Royal Albert Hall, shit like that. So I figure we just need to, you know, up the class of uh, going to football stadiums. So, you know, we need things like, uh, we need shit like, we need people to dress up in tuxedos, okay? (laughs) We need uh, we need uh, Voltaire and uh, uh, re- re- recitals of uh, of Beethoven and and some operas <laughs> at halftime, you know. Yeah, we need uh, hors d'oeuvres to be served, you know. Yeah, could have a in, Bolt- in regular Bolt- maybe at the drinks Pan. break. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I... Bring the drink, bring the drinks break back, and and get some uh, get some servants. I mean butlers. Uh, walking around with a with a silver trays of of little uh, of and and all that. Yeah, I, I mean it's it, it's a difficult one for the government because at the start they 
let Cheltenham go ahead. So they got absolutely slaughtered for doing that. And then all of a sudden now, they're coming really hot on no sporting events. So, um, you know, there, there has to be some... Well, they let all that go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Harvey. No. They, let all that, they let all that go ahead because fucking uh, uh, Boris didn't bother turning up to the Cobra meeting. Yeah. Missed five Cobra meetings because he was planning his uh, divorce. The fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I just think that it, it makes, you know, we've seen enough now with coronavirus to know what works, what doesn't. Mm. Obviously, 20,000 people on top of each other isn't going to work. But, um, you know, on our um, secondary, I'm not plugging it, by the way, it's a shameless plug, but we had the, the general manager of Harrogate Town on, uh, last two weeks ago and he was just sort of explaining the impact on a, on a lower league club and the lower league structure for fans. And even they've been COVID ready to let fans in. So, you know, it, it, I, I think that the, 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 the real truth in this is that the, the, the government don't care about the working classes. If you want to get really generic, you know, they're quite happy to have grouse shooting because in their eyes, they can trust the members of a grouse shoot, but they can't trust 10,000 football fans. That's yeah. the real truth. Is they can't they can't trust the fans, which I think is really poor. Because look at all the out subsidiary businesses on a, on a match day at Road, all the burger vans, the square ball selling the programs. You've got everything there. It's killing the economy without them realizing. But they don't trust football fans, and and we know that the real reason why we yeah. know why they won't let fans in. It's because they don't trust us. That's exactly it. The cat trust. They have got an opinion of football fans that yeah. we won't behave. We'll be swimming, swilling beer outside of the ground. Yeah. Uh, but they can they can trust people who've got tuxedos who are going to uh, Royal Albert Hall. They'll never say yeah. it though. But we all know why they're not letting fans in. It's because they don't trust us. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. I don't think they care about the economy. I don't think they give a fuck. Really? No, I don't. I don't think they care about that. They will when no. all the pensions start collapsing. Why? why uh, otherwise. Otherwise, they wouldn't have uh, gone through with Brexit. Oh no, no. let's not start with that. Nah. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have uh, given all that fucking all that fucking cash to their mates for for masks that are never going to turn up. But you see, that's, so they don't that's, give a fuck about the that's economy. That's how they see the economy is. The economy is their piggy bank. So mm. it's putting money into their pockets. It, that's the economy working for them. And the whole idea of eat out, eat out to help out was putting money back into the the economy and the the yeah, restaurant business yeah. so oh, it's it's all fucked up and it's all for uh, interests that are not the public interest it's yeah. all private interest wrapped up as as public but yeah um, if if they could um if they could trust us as the working class football fans and let us go back in i think um we will be back in there now because the amount of money that they yeah. would earn from taxes etc would be good but where they're great unwashed that's it no they're, they're not going to trust no us. Interest. They have no interest. Until in we start dressing like them, <laughs> get in your tuxedo, get get on your fucking, get in your riding gear, get in your, get your hunting jacket on, get your smoke, get your smoking jackets on, get your fucking flat cap, and get on your horse and ride to the stadium. <laughs> and potentially, they're going to think, oh, I I do believe that these football fans have turned a corner. <laughs> Maybe we should allow some of them back into the grounds. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we've already had the idea of dressing Alioski as a grouse. I think that's enough. We all turn up with a gun. Alioski is dressed as a grouse. Paddy so. can bring his two dogs. Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's Duke. One of his dogs called Duke. Duke Banford. Yeah, it shows you that they run them quite hard. That when uh, Bamford was taking his dogs out for a run, that the dog quit before he did. <laughs> I've never heard of a dog give up on a run before. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a good idea, actually. We need to send send Prince William. We need to send Prince William and Lord Bamford in for the ne- in for the negotiations to get fans back in. That's gonna work. That's got a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. That could actually work. Fucking yeah. hell! Please make way um, for Lord Bamford. <laughs> And his royal highness. <laughs> it's it's funny because if uh, you know if these football teams were in Tory strongholds, uh, we'd have fans back by now. I, I would assume. Yeah, yeah Bamford could possibly. do a little violin recital for them. 
That's it. There's something's going to come to a head at some point next week, isn't there? Let's be honest. There's twenty thousand signatures already on this. Uh, the football league and the FA sent out, and the Premier League sent out a joint petition uh, this afternoon. So at some point, it's, there's going to be have to be a real debate uh, with government. They've been sort of saying no, it's the trust in the science, but um, you know, <laughs> science is subjective. I think the issue it? that most people, the issue that most of us have with it is that there's just double standards. Yeah. That's the problem at the moment. Yeah. So on the one side, on the one side they're allowing people to go to the cinema uh, and 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 go to the Royal Albert Hall and go fucking grouse hunting. And on the other uh, on the other side they're saying that um, they have to stop the the trials of football fans going to stadium. Now, I mean, I've looked at the science and if you're in an, in an enclosed room mm. that's got that's air conditioned, which is recycled Recircling. air, yeah, that yeah. is a much, much more um, that's a much more dangerous environment. That the virus is going to spread a lot quicker there. You, you can be a lot further away, and the virus will spread, and and you can catch it. And wearing a mask isn't going to do anything um, unless you've got a proper N95 mask. Yeah. Whereas when you're in the outdoors, at least it is a lot less chance of you picking it up. In other words, the infection rate is lower. Um, So I think everybody associated with Leeds and anybody who personally knew Norman Hunter, uh, you know, would be, um, would have a very, very vested interest in making it as safe as possible because we all know the potential consequences. But at the same time, it's, there's just no fucking common sense being shown. There's no clarity and, and, and there's double standards everywhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, uh, you know, obviously Norman Hunter brought it really close to home. Um, but you know, one way of doing it, there's enough surveillance technology for football hooligans, and they film every behaviour on a match day. So one way of doing it is a points system. So let all the fans back in, and then if your fans are breaking social distancing rules, there's your there's your accountability right there. You don't want to be the tit that sends it over the edge that stops your team having fans in. Yeah. You need you know that that is one way of saying to the government, right? Well, actually. We've, there's enough technology about in a, in a football stadium. There's enough cameras, enough stewards. If you say, right, you've got a, a point system, any any more than 10 breaches of social distancing on a match day, you can't have fans. And and that would weed out, you know, that right then and there. That That's your accountability that they need. They they just can't trust us for, for the reasons we said earlier. But let's be creative. Let's stop saying we can't do it, we can't do it. Why not use technology? You know, why not be creative? Why not lead the way in it, you know, because this virus is going to be about for years to come. So we can't just keep hiding from it forever and ever. Like it, it just, it, you know, th- there's enough clever people in this country to make something like that work. Be worth a go. I mean, I think that behavior side of thing, I think 10 probably would be too many strikes because I think, <laughs> could you imagine like Rodrigo scores the 98th minute winner against Man United at Ellen Road? Nobody's social distancing at that point. Um, and then that's that's the issue. Everybody's banned. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's we, we do need to come up with something because um, it's football is a massive part of people's lives. Yeah, and huge. Yeah, people are are at risk from it absolutely. And you know, I don't want to downplay this virus in any no, way, okay. but um, we need to get to some sort of normality. And if yeah. we can do that in some sort of technology and rules based um, attendance, I'm all for it. Let us try mm-hmm. it. And if we fuck up, we fuck up. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, then you can turn around to the government and say, right, well, we've had four games and not a single team in the whole ninety-two. What every team in the country, non-league, whatever. And then you say, hang on a minute, it, it proves that they can be trusted. Yeah. You know, it, and it, you can't even ban alcohol because if you ban alcohol, what do you think you're going to do before a match day? You're going to go to the court, bring a few tinnies. You know <laughs> what I mean? It, people are going to drink. You have to give them that level of normality with consequences for me this is how you do it you you get those tests that from spain um that take 15 minutes to get a result and you add it or you add 70 percent of the the cost of 
of the the test to your ticket price and everybody gets tested who 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 goes in and you obviously have reduced capacity and social distancing and yeah anybody who's negative you you you're fine you get to go in mm-hmm. and anybody who tests positive fuck off to the hospital yeah and that's it just go home and hurt yourself. It's simple. I think that's how we're going to end up. Bat- this is really deep for a, a football podcast, but I think that's how we're going to end up battling this: is that testing is going to get easier, cheaper, and faster. Yeah, and we're going to be able to test it and have some sort of passport, essentially. So, yeah. I, you know, I've had a recent negative test. I can go into this venue. Yeah, and we just need to get to that quicker. The the, the whole, I mean, without getting too political, the whole track and tracing. It's flawed anyway. You've got to, tra- you know, you've got to test a population of tens of millions. You know, you're never going to keep, you're never going to isolate every every test anyway. Um, so it just needs a bit of creativity. That's all it is. A bit of imagination, a bit of British grit and, and spirit. We've got the best technology in the world. Let's go. <laughs> Bit of British. Well, we could go to Rens. They've got like an IT solution. Yeah, the, Rens is the uh, hotbed of technology in France, as we learned earlier. <laughs> okay, so moving on. It was a very strange weekend. Uh, Scum lost 6 1, Liverpool lost 7 2. So, what the fuck's happening is my first question. No idea. Like, Answer. What? Okay, next question. <laughs> Why so many fucking goals? And what are the third question is, what are the consequences? What does that mean for us? What does that mean for Leeds? Where are we going to finish? Because it seems like now the league's wide open, ready for us to just slot right in there. We'll just sort of fucking right hook to Everton, get the fuck out of the way, <laughs> Ancelotti, you cunt, and then win the league. Boom. If it stays as unpredictable as it has been for the first few weeks, there is there's no qualms about us finishing first. <laughs> you know, we could actually do that. Um, but, <laughs> nah, you're joking, Alex. Yes. I'll, have, I'll have what you're having tonight, Alex. If it, surely can, not. If I've can, got you. Surely order, not. Order, order, as I was saying. Yeah, surely <laughs> not. If it stays as chaotic, <laughs> if it stays as chaotic as it is, there is a massive chance that there'll be a massive upset in this league. That's what I mean. Is if you, if Liverpool can get beat seven two by Villa, I know they they have recruited really well this season. I think they've they've learnt the lesson, um, but nobody could have predicted that. Nobody could, could predict that they would concede seven, Liverpool and Man United as well. I mean they're a they're a lower half team now, um, but still you wouldn't expect them to get beat by that margin. It's all over the shop. And I mean, I'm all here for it because it's it's really interesting. It's good to watch. It's not the procession of the top six that you normally see. Um, but if it does stay this chaotic for the for the duration, it, there is going to be an upset somewhere. So, uh, that, I mean, let's just bring some, some, some try and bring some normality here. Yeah, I, I thought that was a decent explanation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I get what you're saying with the unpredictability element of of this this season so far, but. You know, let's be honest. Leeds are not gonna. F- Leeds will. I will settle for tenth place. Let's be realistic. You know, we've had a flying start. The league's all over the gaff. Boo. Yeah, boring. <laughs> Harvey coming on this podcast, I, uh, talking <laughs> some on sense. This podcast telling us tenth is good enough for our Leeds. Yeah, yeah super Leeds. I know, but uh, no, I, I, I mean. Pff, uh, yeah, one can dream, but let's be honest. It, it's been four games. Like, it's, if I come back on it, if I'm invited on again, I'm, I'm bringing the negativity on, so I doubt it. But you know, in ten games time, let's see how the league's playing out. Because yeah, yes, it's funny seven two. I mean, I did have a good chuckle at that, to to be honest. But it just had to be Dean Smith's Aston Villa, which sort of soured it a tiny bit, given given what's gone on in cup past seasons, but. Man U losing well six one is just hilarious. I mean that is hilarious to Jose as well because you yeah. knew at half time when he brought a striker and he wanted ten or twelve. He really wanted it. He, <laughs> he wanted to really hammer him. Um, but yeah, the, the the thing is with Liverpool as well. You've got to remember that they had no Thiago, Mane, Henderson, Allison. Like yeah, obviously they shouldn't have got slapped. To, um, 
set was seven two even <laughs> seven two, but um, you, you look at Chef United, they're struggling. Uh, they've just signed Brewster, so that's that. You know, there, there is plenty of teams down there. But then you look at David Moyes; he is Guardiola on Zoom, isn't it? So, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the league just hasn't settled down. But if the league has loads of incidents like this with COVID and all the rest, and yeah, it's wide open. But I can't, I can't see this pattern continuing much longer. No. I mean, I happily be corrected and eat my words, but. Yeah, I, I can't see this lasting much. At some point, coaches are just going to, you know, the top teams are going to do a role reversal and just shut up shop because yeah. everyone's going to attack them at the minute and they'll just, they're, they're clever enough and they get paid enough to work it out. So uh, let's see in 10 games' time. There were a few dodgy results. There were a few dodgy results, weren't they? Yeah. Mm. Um, but then, but last weekend, it seemed to take it to another level. Yeah. And I, I think, especially Liverpool. Because they looked so good. Mm. They looked so strong. They looked like they were going to walk the league again. Especially against Arsenal in the, the uh, B-Tech Red Bull Cup, as Alex likes to call it. That's the one. Um, and, uh, and then to, to absolutely get completely smashed Gazumped. by Villa. Uh, a team who, who were looking like they were going to get uh, relegated um, easily. Yeah, it, it was. It's just sort of turned it all on its head for me, and I, I don't mean to. I don't, you know. I obviously, I'm not saying <laughs> like Leeds are definitely going to win the league or even <laughs> even come close. I think there's a slight possibility now after last weekend's results when I didn't think that there was any there would be any possibility at all. But I'm not saying that we're going to do it. But I do think we've got momentum from the championship. And I think that if if we're anything, we can be extremely consistent, and we can we yeah. can turn on runs um, where we're completely consistent each game, um, and even the games that we lose, even the games that we've lost the last three seasons, like if you think about Wigan and and a, and a few of those games, even Forest, like there are very very few of them that we've ended up with less possession. Or created not enough chances, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we, even those games that we've lost marginally, um, we've created uh, twenty, thirty chances and had seventy percent possession. So we're very, very consistent, and we're, we're even getting the the possession. Um, we're even getting more possession than teams like Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you you are right in what you're saying about consistency. However, my worry is we've not played any... I mean, Sheffield United, it's not fair to call them a negative team. We haven't really played against anyone that's going to sit behind the ball. And, you know, are good at that as well. You know, you look at your Palaces or um, West Ham, uh, you know, West Brom. We haven't played anyone that's just going to tempt us out. And I think there will be a few... We will lose to teams that do sit behind that because you do have some seasoned teams in the Premiership that that is their game to literally just sit on the counter, uh, and, and and you know they are quite happy for you to have the ball because they know they do have a twenty thirty million striker up front that can score. Uh, you know we haven't played Southampton yet, and that you know they're pretty much play similar to us uh, with a with a you know consistent goal score up front. I think if Aguero or Jesus is playing on Saturday. Um, I gonna you're gonna boo me again, but I think they beat us com- comfortably given the start they had. Um, you know, if they had a goal, Boo! yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harvey, <laughs> coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's be honest, they didn't have a recognised striker up front, and and you know, Man City of old would have absolutely punished us the way they started on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just may, maybe it's all them years of just watching absolute dross and disappointment after disappointment that I just can't, you know, obviously enjoying it, but I just can't get too carried away at the minute. Let's just see what happens when we start playing some some seasoned premiership teams that are going to park the bus. Oh, yeah. Well, we struggle with that. We we mentioned that in the, the Man City preview with the guy from Blue Moon. Um, mm. He said that, that they struggle to break down teams that will sit behind the ball. I think we're very similar in that 
So yeah, I'm not looking forward to them games. I don't like watching them. They're really frustrating. But now we've got so. Rafinha. You know, we we you know he he's been brought in to obviously change the game. You know, you watch you watch his skill set. You know, a lot of the times that the the Premiership games are won by small margins, which I mean, obviously not at the minute. It's crazy at the minute, but it takes one bit of skill to win a game sometimes. And you know, Pablo get back fit, Rafinha, uh, Harrison. You know, the the. the that is when it counts, when when your big-name players come out, grab the game and try and get us something from a bit of nothing. Uh, and that's when you see the smashing grabs happen. Is one bit of skill will win you a game. So we're on the search for that one listener who will actually like our podcast. <laughs> and uh, if you want to share, um, share our socials, uh, you can use the hashtag PassThePeacock to help us try and find that one individual on the planet who might actually like us. You can tell your mates, family, and you can even tell random people in random places. So send us a DM on Twitter of the most random person and random place you have passed the peacock, and we'll read it out on air. I would cool. caveat that with, uh, I don't think there'll be many Tory voters uh, enjoying this <laughs> podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I live in Harrogate, which is the, uh, it was a Tory stronghold. So yeah. I don't think I'll be getting much traction on my socials. <laughs> I mean, you know, just when you're at the urinals, you know, yeah. just, just pass the peacock. To the, yeah, pass the peacock. <laughs> <laughs> That's, all right, all right, all right, pal. You heard about the Roaring Peacock podcast? Just turn. Yeah. Right, pal. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry about your shoes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Sorry about the shoes. I'll clean that up if you want. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. No, I'm not. I'm not like that. No, sorry, no, I didn't. I said cheers, not jizz. No. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I'm not going to last long on this podcast. Because I'll say shit like that. And Adonis does shit like that. And then, yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs> and then the police come and take us away. Well, I'm, I'm just worried about uh, my libel earlier. On, uh, well, alleged libel. No, we, we, allegedly, covered we covered it. We covered allegedly it. with uh, Mr. Henderson. Uh, obviously, it's banter. Oh, no, no. It's, we'll, it's we'll be all right. It's banter, Mr. Henderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harvey will be all right. It's you It's you that's yeah. going to have to get a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, most most Harrogate people have a loyal speed dial, so I'm yeah, sure I'll find someone. Uh, retainer. Yeah, that's, so that's it. Fine. So, final thoughts, lads. On this week or... Harvey? On me? Uh, on what? On this week. On life. This week, baby. Uh, final thoughts, so... The last, yeah. Positives. Whatever you want. Posit- well, I'll go Leeds-based. I think we've deviated enough. I think the listeners will be thinking, what the hell are we listening to? Is it a talk radio or... Uh... I think that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, no, yeah, so positives for Leeds, I would say Robin Koch handled Sterling uh, pretty, pretty well. Cooper, solid as ever. Dallas and Aylin, I was saying to a few of my mates, I, don't, I can't remember the last time them two had a bad game in a lead shirt. Um, positive there. Uh, I would say also Rodrigo looked looked a real, real, real deal against Man City when he came on. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was sat there laughing because I remember a few years ago <laughs> we're bringing Noel Hunt on. <laughs> yeah. uh, now we're bringing you know Spain's number nine on. Uh, negatives, I would say that um, Man City scored too easily, dominated the ball too easily. We showed too much respect early on. Um, but I don't know what clicked. I, I don't know what happened, to be honest. I'm still trying to get over that. Literally, I'm sat there thinking it's going to be a cricket score. Uh, and then next thing you know, Klitsch and Phillips just start absolutely bullying people in the yeah. middle. And then, then it's like a different game. And it stayed that way for the rest of the game. Um, but, you know, a negative is we need to start better against the better teams. Otherwise, that could have been 3 or 4-0 before 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there we go. Um, so final thoughts from me then uh, really good transfer window properly pleased with that I think we brought some real quality in the squad now is uh, an amazing looking thing um, I think bringing the centre mid like I said earlier um, in the AFL window I think we're, we're done I think that is is fantastic for us um, and yeah long may it continue this sort of uh, rise I just hope that we are investing carefully we're not doing a Ridsdale there's no goldfish um, but yeah, other than that, all good. 
I've just found out, lads, that Stuart Dallas has been awarded the Northern Ireland Football Writers Association <laughs> International Personality of the Year Award. <laughs> So I gotta say a big congratulations to Stuart Dallas. It's a so it is from me. <laughs> I won't begin to. Well done, that man. <laughs> I won't begin to do that because Anglo-Ireland relationships are already uh, fraying during. Ang- uh... Anglo-Franco is already done, so let's let's do yeah. that. But no, no, I did fair know... play to him. He's a class act, isn't he? He is. He's been fantastic. He's he was my player of the season last season. Yeah, and like the the pace that 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 man's got. I just don't understand where it's come from. Where him and him and seasons ago. Him and Bamford have been on the same training camp because I swear yeah. Bamford's put a yard of pace on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, they, that was my one worry with us in the prem is are our players quick enough? And it's absolutely yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to the last minute as well. Yeah, crazy, crazy fitness. Okay, the week began with Bayern selling as a dodgy croissant and Leeds bringing out a red wine-stained kit. And it ended with us boiling so much piss in France uh, um, that they started insulting us with uh, fish and chips and roast beef. Well, all roast beef motherfuckers, aren't we? But a big shout-out to Victor Order. I felt like the transfer market was one long game and Victor was our only player and we were cheering him on frantically as he came with near misses to the croissants, uh, um, giving us echoes of Dan James and uh, and uh, Big Kev, uh, finally fucked off from Fizzy Drink FC to uh, to France, and hopefully we'll be in the clear. <sighs> that was the Roaring Peacock main cast. If you uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, then frankly, we're fucking very surprised. And, so uh, well done nice for, to meet. Well done for lasting. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks. Thanks for that. It's a very good. It's, you can you can find us all on Twitter. It's a very goodbye from me. I am at the Adelites on Twitter. My name is Adonis, and it's a very goodbye from Harvey. Yeah. Goodbye. God bless. You can follow the No Splinters Pod, uh, which Harvey is from. And it's a very goodbye from Alex. Good night. Sleep well. We'll see you next week where we'll do this all over again. (laughs) Thank you and goodbye. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie Ed McIntyre, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon, Nige and Rob, The Light Show, to all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind.